Today, we're joined by a celebrity in the B2B world. To me, he's the Bob Ross of B2B, the Mr. Rogers of marketing, and the heart of HubSpot's educational content. That's right, it's the Kyle Jepson, HubSpot principal marketing evangelist, and he is here to spill the tea. Kyle's enthusiasm and deep expertise have earned him a reputation as the voice behind HubSpot's educational videos. He's the guy who makes complex marketing and sales concepts feel as accessible as a friendly chat with your favorite neighbor. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a podcast that's as informative as it is entertaining as we dive into the world of B2B marketing, HubSpot, education, and the art of making people smile. Welcome to another episode of Lee2B. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Lee. I am so excited to talk to you. I'm going to need to remember that I'm talking to you live because I'm just so used to sitting back and watching <laughs> you talk. So if I ever go quiet, it's because I, I forget I'm part of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, the video is interactive now. So jumping right in, you are principal marketing evangelist. You're a driving force behind HubSpot, HubSpot Academy's mission. What inspires you and motivates you most about the work you do in transforming the way businesses sell and professionals learn? Oh, one thing I really love about HubSpot's audience, uh, our users, and, and even people who aren't using HubSpot who come to us for education, is just how nice they are. <laughs> it's just this, you know, in a world where you post things on YouTube and, and everybody's angry all the time, right? HubSpot seems to have carved out this piece of, of the internet where people are excited to learn. They are working together. They all have ambitions and goals and and everybody's just really positive. And as I create education, the feedback that comes back is always really inspirational. People people either getting their first job or moving into a different job or or changing careers and uh, it's it's really fulfilling to to hear the impact that this education is having. You go on LinkedIn, you see any comment on your video and in instance everyone's like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." <laughs> To me, you're the face or professor of HubSpot. T to many, you, you're the same. But I know in a prior conversation that you mentioned your current job was something you did not even know existed until you kind of had it. Could you talk to me about that? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been at HubSpot Academy um, since 2016 um, as, as a professor teaching, uh, sales hub, which is HubSpot sales tools, and then just general sales best practices. And those are uh, that, that format for anyone who's not familiar with HubSpot Academy, it's all free online self-paced courses, very high production video, uh, and, and pretty long form, right? You're going to sit down, you're going to spend a couple hours with me as I teach you whatever thing. Um, but a couple years ago, uh, I think it was late 2020. Um, I, I realized that HubSpot as a platform moves really quickly. There's new updates coming out all the time, and a lot of our customers never hear about them, right? Because <laughs> there's no big announcement. And so I just uh, daily for a couple of years now have been going on LinkedIn and saying, "Hey, here's here's a new thing you should know about." You know, it takes me a minute or 90 seconds to describe, and people are are really excited about it, as you mentioned, because people. Their, their jobs rely on HubSpot, right? These are features they're using all day, every day. And if I can say, hey, this thing you always wanted HubSpot to do that it couldn't do, but now it can, or, or hey, this thing you never even imagined HubSpot could do, now it can do, it really makes a difference in the way they're able to perform in their roles. Um, and 
and people have really liked that, but that was just kind of a thing I was doing for fun, right? I'm doing long form, very formal scripted videos for HubSpot Academy, and then in my spare time, I'm, I'm throwing together these little one take, one minute long LinkedIn videos. Um, and, uh, and at a certain point, I had to have a chat with my manager and say, I don't think I can do both of these anymore. Uh, I, it's too much. Um, and I was really amazed with how she and the director of HubSpot Academy advocated for me and this evangelist role uh, not only had I never heard of it before, it didn't exist before. Uh, the leaders of HubSpot's marketing organization said, hey, this, this stuff Kyle is doing, this short form kind of community-based education that's very timely, uh, is, uh, it seems to be something people want. Uh, so they, they've carved this new role out for me. Uh, they, they, they made it up, evangelist, I'm the first one. And now um, I'm, I'm just a few months into it. it. It still sort of remains to be seen exactly how this role will evolve. But I really appreciate that that, that that investment in me, that that belief in this vision I have, that in addition to this formal long-form content, which I think is still so important and makes such a big impact on people's lives, there's also just this space for really short, very timely updates of here's what's happening right now. Here's marketers what you need to know today. Marketers have very little attention span, so <laughs> like your videos are perfect for us. But it's not just marketers. I think it's the whole world now. <laughs> and so, I mean, for, for me personally, what I'm doing on LinkedIn is like, Hey, you're scrolling on LinkedIn. Here's a reason to get back into HubSpot, right? And I, I'm trying to drive that that motion of people being excited, keeping HubSpot fresh and and, and user friendly. Um, and so I, I, the term evangelist, I think, makes sense. I'm really trying to just get people, especially current HubSpot customers, right? These are not infomercials. I'm mm -hmm. not selling. Uh, it's just like, hey, you're paying for HubSpot. Here's here's how to get more of your money's worth. Here's a new thing you probably didn't know existed. So where would you group you? Customer success, retention, <laughs> content marketing? I feel like the answer is yes to everything. Yeah. <laughs> like what what team exactly? Is it just like the LMS or education or academy team? Yeah, like you're so everything. I, I still sit on the academy team, which is housed in the in HubSpot's marketing department. But Academy itself, it's always been a little hard to know where we sit. When I first joined the team back in 2016, we were on the customers, we were in the customer success organization. And after a couple of years, they decided, you know what, let's move you to marketing because that's where all our video production resources are. That's where all our like promotional. And, and so now when we release courses, people actually hear about them, which is huge for us, right? But still like the metrics we're held to is very much in the customer success retention area. And now I'm in this new role and it's, it's uh, nobody, nobody exactly knows. I, I am talking to customers, um, but I'm doing it over social media mostly and some, some live events, webinars and things. And it's just kind of, I'm happy to stay on the Academy team. I love it. And the marketing department's fantastic. Um, but it is, you you're right. Anybody with a, a similar role to you at any other organization? I, you know, I, my manager's been telling me, like, you should find other evangelists to connect with. And the funny thing is, when you search for evangelists, you find, like, pastors of small local churches, right? You don't find people doing the thing I'm mm -hmm. doing. Um, a few people have told me uh, that uh, Wozniak at, at Apple was – his title was evangelist. But, like, I'm not doing what he's doing, okay, right? And I can't yeah. just reach out to him and be like, hey, Woz, you want to tell me how to do my job? Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very new. So you mentioned it before that, and this is a really unique problem to have. So many, many tool softwares don't update their their tools as often as they need to, and clients are waiting. HubSpot has the, the opposite problem. So I, I'm a power <laughs> user. I, I've been through through two agencies, brought them both to platinum tier status. That's amazing. To me, yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I'm I'm open to work, by the way. Um, <laughs> 
But to me, the the thing was, I was always so busy um, working with the clients or just working on my own stuff um, when I was in startup land. Um, I did not have time necessarily to know every single update going on or product feature. Um, and it's like you can get behind really fast. So your content is, is probably like the easiest way to do it. But what would you say to the HubSpot power users out there who are working in HubSpot all day um, and they need like the quickest or easiest way to, to know what's new? Yeah. Uh, so you're right. This is a real problem for HubSpot. A, a lot of a lot of software companies have quarterly releases or annual releases or monthly or weekly or something. And at HubSpot, every engineering team is fully autonomous. They're, they're, they are allowed to commit code to the parts of HubSpot they own whenever it's ready to go, right? And so um, that's great for the evolution and improvement of the platform, right? HubSpot is always changing and improving. But you're right, for the, the end user to keep up, it's very difficult. And that's that's a lot of the problem I'm trying to solve. If anyone listening has suggestions for how we could do it better, uh, HubSpot is definitely open to that feedback. One thing we added, I think just in the last year, is inside your HubSpot account, there's a product updates section. Um, and I definitely recommend uh, checking that, I don't know, once a week or something. Um, something I just noticed, I don't know if this is new or if I just noticed it, but I just noticed it literally yesterday or the day before. Um, in the product updates section, every update has a, 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 a date on it so you can see when it came. Um, but there's a little new tag that gets added if that update is new since the last time you viewed the page. So if you go view the page today and you look through, probably there will be a whole bunch labeled new. But if you then come back tomorrow, if there's none labeled new, then you know you're caught up, right? And if there's like 17 labeled new, then you know you need to uh, go grab something to drink or eat or snack or something to, to read through. See, the problem is um, that when I see 17 notifications, like many people, I get that, that scary fatigue yeah. and it's filled up. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, oh. And I think, I think also, I mean, me personally, when I look through them, because this is kind of my source of truth too, um, I'm always really excited for the ones that are like, here's a new feature in, you know, uh, I don't know, the, the social media posting tool, or here's a new feature in sequences or playbooks or whatever. And then it will be like, here's a new tool set for developers, right? And for me, it's like, oh, I, well, I'm not smart enough to understand what that is, right? But like, certainly someone would be excited about it. So for me, my audience that, I, that I'm trying to build is very much the, the admin, end user, marketer, salesperson persona, but there are these more, there are more personas out there, right? There, there's a really technical like developer type. Um, I would love to see HubSpot or somebody have a developer evangelist that, that's sharing those. I think it is really hard for the user to look through that list and know what is impacting them, right? Um, and again, that's that's a thing we're trying to figure out how to solve, but it's it's tough and HubSpot is only moving faster. So these these are these are problems we need solutions to very quickly. Yeah. Well, part of your job is exploring greenfield opportunities. Yeah. First, can you explain what that means for our listeners? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So again, this this uh, this role was just invented for me uh, earlier this year, kind of first half of 2023. Um, and when the director of HubSpot Academy, uh, Courtney Sembler, who's amazing, uh, created this this role for me and wrote the job description, she had this sentence in there that said. An evangelist explores greenfield content opportunities for for HubSpot Academy, um, which that which when I read it was simultaneously like really exciting. That sounds great, and also same response as you. Like I don't exactly know what that means. Um, I don't know what evergreen is. What's sure, greenfield? yeah, greenfield. And I think the idea is 
you know, HubSpot Academy, our main thing that we've been doing for so long is these pre-recorded on-demand courses, right? And they're great, and they're not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing that. But there, I, I've sort of shown that there's also room for, like, short-form social videos, right? Seems like people want that, so maybe that's something we could explore. And I think for me as an evangelist, I've just been given this freedom. If I have an idea or if someone makes a suggestion, I can just run with it in a lightweight way. You know, if somebody says, hey, you know what HubSpot Academy should really do? Uh, they should do workshops on Saturday mornings at the local YMCA. I could be like, great, I could go try that, right? And if anyone shows up, then I can report back to my uppers and say like, hey, seems like people want in-person workshops at community centers, and maybe that's a thing that we could scale. Or if I go and I'm just sitting at the YMCA with a bunch of nine-year-olds who want to kick a soccer ball around, then, um, you know, we don't scale that one up. And so uh, I just have this freedom to kind of experiment and try things and see what works. And if, the, if, if it resonates with the people we're trying to serve and educate, then I can take that back to, to Courtney or, or, my Constance man, or my manager, Constance, and say, uh, hey, this, it seems like there's some potential here. Can we, can we give this some, an investment? Um, and so, yeah, in some ways, uh, I'm the throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks guy for the team. Yeah, so to me, it kind of sounds like you're just venturing into uncharted territories and then doing a lot of A-B tests. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been given this freedom to experiment. And, and, and one thing I personally am going to have to grow a lot as an individual and figure out how to do is how do I do this in a, in a rigorous way, right? If I, if I decide to test something, how can I do it in a way that if the result works or, you know, is good or bad, I can come back and say... I am confident that if we tried it again, we would get the same result, right? That's, whoa, that's, that's not a thing I've ever been held accountable to before. When it's just me having fun on my personal LinkedIn account, I can do whatever I want, and it doesn't right. really matter if there's a method to the madness. But now I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning like the, the, how to actually design an experiment and how to make sure it's been given enough time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an area of growth for me, for sure. So for me, again, HubSpot power user, one of the things that have always set HubSpot up apart is one, the support, but two, the, the just resources of educational content. Um, I remember back when like the Academy was just like the inbound certificate and a few <laughs> others, but HubSpot made the term inbound method, uh, marketing essentially educated people about it. So what do you think that it is about just software training and education just in the context of modern sales and marketing that that is important because a lot of other organizations just don't dedicate a, as much resources into to training their users yeah and that's an interesting point um i i think there's kind of two parts to to that uh, hubspot academy as i mentioned when when my job was uh, helps about sales tools. Uh, I, there were two different things I did. One was straight up training videos, right? Tutorials on how to do this thing in HubSpot. But then I also did some, some trainings that were like, look, even if you're not using HubSpot, even if you're never going to use HubSpot, here's what the modern sales landscape looks like. And here's how you should be thinking about the way you approach your prospects. Um, and because HubSpot as a company focuses on small and mid-sized businesses, uh, some of which are, you know, early stage startups and some of which are just, they've been around a long time, but they're still head, their headcount lean or whatever, um, is sales processes need to be defined. Marketing processes need to be defined. Your go-to-market motions need help. And I think that one of the smart things HubSpot Academy did from its earliest days is we didn't just focus on the tools. We, we always said, 
hey, we believe there's there's a right way to market uh, in the in the modern world. There's old-fashioned marketing that's working less and less and is going to continue working less and less. And there's this new idea of inbound, where you meet people where they are on their own terms and you offer to help. Um, and we have some tools that will help you with that, right? Here's our software. But we always led with that idea, that concept first. And then we applied that same thing when HubSpot started having sales tools, which is when I joined HubSpot Academy. Then we did the same thing with service tools, right? We're trying to replicate this over and over. I think a lot of a lot of uh, software companies, we'll stick with software companies for now, um, don't, a lot of them don't have any education at all, right? Hopefully they have some sort of like written documentation or something, but like as far as videos that teach you best practices, ooh, that's kinda, if you're a software company and you do that, you're kinda already best of class. But then to expand beyond that and say, hey, beyond what buttons to click and how to make our features work, here are some strategic pieces that'll help you grow as a company. Uh, I just don't think there are very many companies of any kind that are doing that. Um, and to, to broaden it beyond software, if any of you out there listening are, are marketers it, for, for any kind of company, I would say your company exists. It gets to be a company. It gets to continue doing business because you are an expert in something, right? Your company understands some space better than any other company in the world, probably, right? Your customers are working with you because you do something really well, either in your specific, uh, specific geographic location or in a particular industry or in a particular way. And whatever that is, if you can unpack it, lots of companies will, will do that and turn that into a, a billboard or a pop-up ad, right? But to take it and turn it into education and say, hey, here's how we teach you. Uh, here's how we think you should do this. Now you're building expertise and trust and people will see your company as a resource for learning and growing and then, of course, they'll want to do business with you, right? Like, I think of, mm -hmm. I recently uh, uh, I bought my own home. It was a very big milestone, hooray. But now I'm trying to learn, like, how to fix a dishwasher, right? And, and I go to YouTube, uh, how do you fix a dishwasher when it's making this weird noise? And I don't know, when whenever you're looking for, like, home repair stuff, there's always, like, some delightful middle-aged man named Wayne who lives somewhere in Indiana who mm -hmm. has made a YouTube video about here's how I fix my plumbing or my my dishwasher or whatever and at the end he's always like and you know if you're just outside of Indianapolis look us up we could do it for you and I think that is so smart I think it's so smart because you as an expert experts so often are afraid of we don't want to give away our so a special sauce right we don't want to tell people our secrets but honestly just knowing how to do something is not the same thing as being able to do it, right? Right. And, and if you can start putting educational content out there and be like, hey, do-it-yourselfers, here's how we do what we do. And like, if this is too advanced for you, call us up. We'd be happy to do it for you. I think that's a great way to do education. It's a little different from what HubSpot Academy is. We try very hard not to have a sales pitch at any point. We want the education to just be education. But my point is, I, I think most companies do not think of themselves as the sort of company that can produce educational resources. And that's just false. Every company could be an mm -hmm. educational resource about something. It's just going to take a little creativity to think about what it is you're an expert on and who it is that needs that expertise and how you can, can set up a, a, a good exchange of knowledge. The other thing, and I'm probably butchering, butchering the quote, but it might have been Einstein or something. He was like, if you can't explain it, then you don't truly know it. Sure. And yeah, that's just a good quote to, to live by. One, and coaching others, two, and just training. But I feel like that's that's something that HubSpot lives by. Like HubSpot lives and breathes its own product and yeah. then announces it and then teaches everybody. Sure, yeah. 
one thing I'm super curious about is the actual process of, hey, we have this new update, we have this new feature. Does it, like, go through a shoot in a mail that you just, like, unopen and be like, ooh, I'm making a new video now? Like, how does that process work? So it's funny. Um, when I first started making LinkedIn videos just on my own, it was just kind of anytime I heard about a new feature coming out. Like, oh, people probably ought to know about this. Um, but as, as I started doing it more consistently and as I started building my audience, um, now HubSpot's product teams will reach out to me. They'll say, hey, we've got this thing coming. Uh, can, do you have space in your social calendar? Can you let people know? We, and, and that feels really good, right? We're starting to get this cross-interdepartmental collaboration, and I'm starting to be looped into some of these conversations. I have a couple of Slack messages right now where it's like, hey, we're thinking about changing this feature in this way. Can anyone think of any reason our customers would not like that, <laughs> right? And they'll loop me in and be like, Kyle, is anyone going to complain about this? And I don't always know. It's not like I know every I, single I think HubSpot no matter customer. what, there's always going to be some portion of the population that will complain. Sure. About everything. Yeah. Does that not apply to HubSpot? No, it, I think it does. It's funny. Uh, this week, for whatever reason, uh, there have been a couple of LinkedIn posts where people, I, I think sort of tongue-in-cheek, but like also... It's kind of one of those, I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not really joking. People will post and be like, Kyle, slow down. <laughs> like, we're still trying to figure out the beta you announced yesterday, and now there's another big beta today, and we, we can't do all of them, right? And I think that is an important point if any of you are uh, HubSpot users out there. I, I would definitely say it's okay if you can't try out every single beta, right? We put things into public beta so people can try them out, and we can get feedback. Uh, if something's in beta, it means we don't think we've totally got it the cake isn't fully baked yet you know and if you want to make some suggestions about the flavor of frosting or something hop into the beta um but like if you're happy in your current workflow like that's fine you just keep doing you and uh, like uh, like you were kind of saying it, it uh, earlier if you try to keep up with all of them you'll get overwhelmed right i am a person part of my job now is every day i i produce a social video that's some update and a, a video every business day is not enough to keep up with HubSpot. So, like, I feel overwhelmed too, you know? And so I'm trying to triage and be like, oh, which ones are going to have the biggest impact? Which ones are going to – or, or like, which ones are the most disruptive? Which ones do you really need to know are happening? Um, but, I mean, it, we're all just doing the best I can uh, we can, I think. Do, do people ever – I mean, because there's so many HubSpot users and people are crazy about it. Do people ever beat you to, like, a new product announcement and they <laughs> – launch and talk about it before you and... yeah lately they have been so one thing uh i i think i am doing um video updates on hubspot more than anyone else in the world i don't know for sure if that's uh contested or not but uh people often will just like post a a, a screenshot to to linkedin and be like whoa has anybody seen this or like hey this just came out and like of course they're faster than I am, right? It takes a lot less time to make a screenshot than a video. Um, and a lot, I, I, People, I think, are delighted. I'll often comment on these and be like, you beat me to it. My video on this is coming out next Tuesday, you know? And people are like, yes, I beat Kyle. But the fact of the matter is I'm, I'm limited to I'm not going to do more than one video a day because I don't think that's helpful for people, right? I, if I did a video, like three videos a day, Nobody would be able to watch. Nobody has that much time, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah, there are people out there who beat me, and I think there always will be. See, and on the opposite side, too, I've been in the situation where I, I find a brand new product update that I'm super excited that I was waiting about for so long. And then, like, I go to LinkedIn um, and search it, maybe, and I see someone was talking about it, like, three months ago. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I could have used this a while ago. It's not new. So yeah. I'm in the opposite vote. 
Yeah, no, I, and I that that happens to me too. It's funny. Uh, just today, the video a sneak peek. I mean, it'll be old news by the people uh, by the time people listen to me, but uh, listen to this recording. But the video that's going out tomorrow, Lee, is about uh, conditional property logic, which means when you set the value in one property, you can make another property appear, um, and so you have to fill in that one too. And as like I on the on the contact or, or deal yep, or contact records, or anywhere, yeah. yeah. And so as I was recording this also, video, I have another question too, because part of that there is some conditional logic on like the enterprise plans. Um, yes, you can so, do it for teams and stuff. So what's yeah, new? yeah. So th this is hi. Uh, I I have that same kind of question, like exactly how these things all fit together. Um, but this is a, a a professional feature. So if you have any professional level of HubSpot, you'll be able to do this. And just it, like let's say you have a the example I used in my video, I created a deal property called product line. And I imagined I'm a person that's selling HubSpot, right? So the product lines are marketing hub, sales hub, service hub, operations hub, et cetera. Um, and so that's just a drop-down property, right? And what I created was if you select sales hub, then a little uh, property appears asking how many seats, number of sales hub seats, right? But if you didn't select sales hub, that property doesn't appear. And this works anywhere you're using properties. If it's an existing deal and you're in the sidebar, if you're creating a new deal and you have that sidebar, um, and the thing I wanted to demonstrate in this video is if you, uh, you know, in if you have your deal pipeline set up so that when a deal moves into a particular stage, you you ask for certain properties, it works there too. And that has always been just a little modal that appears in the middle of the window. Yeah, but today and that hasn't worked. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt because that hasn't worked on both sides of the deals. Like that would work in, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that would work in the pipeline stage when like somebody would like physically move it. But it would not like there were ways to get around it. At yeah. Some point. So, but now it's different. I don't know when this changed. Similar to you, right? Like, is this new or has this been uh -huh. around a long time? It used to be a little modal that popped up. Um, now it's now it's a sidebar that opens. And I tested it actually on the on the pipeline view and on the record view, and that same it worked. It worked perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> and awesome. so, like that, I that is not one anyone told me happened, right? And I that I now have that same feeling of like. Has it been like this for months and I just missed it? Like I don't—it's not a feature I play around with very often. I know you could do it by by team too, because that oh, yeah. was to me that's always like the biggest one with my freelance clients. They're like, we only want this pipeline to to, oh, yeah, yeah. to have those or or the this team members to do that. So it's good that they're perfecting it. That, that's yeah. gonna be awesome. So anyway, all that just to say. Even I have this experience of like, wait, this isn't how it looked like last time I did this. Um, I don't know. I don't know that anybody stays up with all the updates in HubSpot. HubSpot's continuous updates can be both exciting and challenging for its users. Is there a memorable story or experience where that just sticks out to you when you launch some update and a client was immediately like, oh, my God, this is going to save the day or like the results just improved crazy? Like, do you have a story that, that just sticks out to you? Uh, I will talk a little as I try to think about a specific story, but it's interesting. I, uh, I, I try to, I have sort of a game I play with myself where I post videos and try to predict, like, is this one going to make a huge splash or is this going to be kind of like a wham, wham, nobody cares, right? Um, and, uh, and for a long time I was... I was really bad at it, Lee. I would, you I would legit never know. It, right. You legit never know on LinkedIn. Yeah, there have definitely been times where I'm like, hey, yeah, here's this thing, if anybody cares. And everybody's like, are you kidding? This is the best thing ever. And there have definitely been times like, hey, all your dreams came true, and it's just crickets, right? Like, it's it's so hard to predict. Each person's experience is so personal, right? And and you never know what the one thing is that, that will make someone's day 
Um, but it's HubSpot's funny. so diverse too because yeah. there's there's mops users, then there is like the more admin types, then there is the more senior people who may, might just want to go in. There's sales, so there's so many different users too. Yeah. That Every, every function will care about a different update. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, something I, I did uh, this year. So I, I think it started in, in January. Um, uh, uh, actually, last December, I'll tell you this story. Last December, I did a webinar with a HubSpot partner. We were just doing like a end of the year, here's what's new in HubSpot, here's what happened in 2022 kind of wrap-up thing. And just for fun, uh, they sent me a Santa hat as part of it. So I wore a Santa hat. They all wore Santa hats, and we're doing our thing, talking about like, you know, here's here's all the stuff that happened. Um, and then a couple days later, I don't remember exactly what it was, but HubSpot got some update I was just so excited about. And so I have the Santa hat sitting at my desk, right? So I put the Santa hat on. I was like, Christmas came early. Here's this big update. I and know this video. I remember it. <laughs> and, and then like a, a week later, there was another update. I was like, well, I'll do it again. I put the Santa hat on. But then January came and my wife was like, you can't keep wearing the Santa. <laughs> I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, so, uh, I, I posted on LinkedIn. I was like, I think, um, the Santa hat idea is kind of cool, a visual cue for you all to know which updates I think are a really big deal, but wearing a Santa hat year round is kind of in poor taste. Uh, what should I wear? And the idea of a bright orange bowler hat came up and, uh, uh, a lovely HubSpot partner, uh, Chris Nolte is, is his name. He works at a place called Growth Firm. Uh, he sent me this bright orange bowler hat. And now when there's an update I'm really excited about, I put the bright orange bowler hat on. See, and to this me, is... it looks like an orange leprechaun hat. It, it like, is. Yeah, it it's, like it's it's a wild thing. And it, and it it's just like blindingly bright orange. And uh, it's become so, like, this thing I thought was just kind of like a funny joke, right? One day in December, I put on a Santa hat. Now it's like, this is this has become like my personal brand. People associate me with this bright orange hat. And, uh, and it's really fun to now, now I'm making my bets public, right? I put the hat on, like, I think this is one you're really going to care about. Sometimes I'm still wrong, right? but, uh, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. I, I think you said it really well, where it's just like the, to the marketer who lives all day inside HubSpot's, uh, I don't know, email marketing tool. Um, that little tweak to the, to the, the, the analytics or whatever, uh, just like changes their life legitimately. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the salesperson next door doesn't care because <laughs> they don't use that tool. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, I try to try to do a mix of the different types of features. Um, and yeah, everybody, everybody gets a little love from the HubSpot product team at any given month. I think it's time for our next segment. Spill the tea with Lee. This is the segment where we spill the tea on all things B2B. That's right. This is the sassiest podcast for B2B, and it's going to get juicy. So to the world, Kyle, you are always in a good mood. That's you're, You start every video like, hey, friends, and you're so positive. Everyone thinks you're in a good mood. Is there, what is your secret? Do you wake up in the morning? Like, what's your secret to being in a good mood? Or, or uh, are you not always in a good mood and we're, <laughs> you're deceiving us all? Uh, well, I mean, I'm human, Lee, so I have ups and downs. Um, I, I would say one, one big advantage I have is uh, my videos on LinkedIn, they're, they're not, I'm not doing LinkedIn live, right? Um, I can, I can, you know, uh, hear about a new update and I can 
investigate and some like legitimately sometimes i see a new update and i just drop everything and record a video right then because like oh my goodness i have to tell you this this is it you know you've all i've heard so many times you want this one and other times i get an update i'm like i don't i don't get it <laughs> right and i have to do it like three different times and i'm like oh okay all right oh now yeah now nah, now i understand right um but i i don't hit record until like i'm legitimately feeling that energy but the energy you see in the videos is real um, it's funny. I was on, I was on leave for a big chunk of 2023. Uh, my wife and I just had another kid. And so I was out of office congrats, for most of the summer. Thank you. Um, and like, you know, I was, I'm spending summer vacation with my wife and kids and like, I'm away from HubSlap. And I remember there was this one day I was on the, the beach, the shore of a, 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 a lake here in Massachusetts. Um, and I was kind of like watching my kids play in the water. And I thought to myself, like, I make a living talking about software. Like, is this really, like, is this the fulfillment I want from my life? And I'm having this, these, these thoughts in my head. And then my phone rang, and it was a friend of mine from church who was like, Kyle, um, I just got hired at a startup. We just implemented HubSpot. We can't figure out how to use it. And I was like, I know a guy. And I just, I decided to call you. It's like, I came alive, like, legitimately. I didn't have to fake it. I just, like, you know, I'm sitting there on the beach. I don't have the computer in front of me, but I can be like, oh, yes. You know, if you in the main navigation, if you click on sales and then go to deals, you'll see this thing and then to hit this setting. And like I, I see it all in my mind. And as I'm telling him this, he's like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes, yes. sir." And, you know, like uh, it's it is some ways it's easy to get cynical and think like none of this matters. It's just software like 100 years ago, no, uh, 100 years from now, no one will care. But at the same time, like these are people's lives and their livelihoods and and it matters the experience they're having inside this software and i i don't know again going back to hubspot has this really friendly ecosystem we seem to attract lovely people right and and if i say hey friends you are my friends right here here's here's this thing we can all nerdily be excited about together um and that that cheers me up right and yeah i i have down days sometimes um, my kids aren't aren't doing exactly what I want them to do. Or like this week, I have kids who are homesick from school, right? And it's just like there are hard things happening in life. But HubSpot legitimately excites me. It, and and when I think about like, oh, I know this thing, and when I go tell my friends online about it, they're gonna be happy now too, right? Like I think we all have 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 need for little sparks of light in our lives. And I'm I'm trying to give that, and that is really fulfilling. That's a lot more than just software. Um, and that's the thing that, that sometimes pulls me out of the doldrums. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I the HubSpot community, the, the HubSpot community is is different. It's just like when you, because I'm the same. I'm a HubSpot nerd. When I when I get the chance to talk HubSpot, I will talk about it all day. <laughs> um, people be like, "Wow, you really do know it." Like, I'll just screen share. Like, people used to be like, "All right, let's schedule an in person training and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, we're gonna do a series of screen shares." One, because I'm not going to train you HubSpot in, in a day on site. Yeah. You're, you're going to go crazy, and I'm going to shoot myself in the head. Uh, no, I'm not, but okay. Um, <laughs> but I might. But, like, no, we're going to do a series of screen shares. We're going to walk you through it. I'm going to have you do some of it. I'm going to do others. And then we'll break it out into sessions. But HubSpot, like no other, um, is a community of, of people who just want to talk about it. Yeah. Which, which brings me to, to Inbound. Um, I didn't go this year because um, I'm unemployed still, um, but there were so many updates. There were so many just different things. What was your favorite part of Inbound this year? Mm, so my, my favorite thing about Inbound in general is just getting to see these excited HubSpot users in person. 
uh, you know, in an earlier age, in the before times, there used to be like HubSpot meetups in person fairly regularly all around the world. And I would get to go to some of them. And, and like the best part of those was always if, you know, if I was giving a presentation on Sales Hub or whatever, the best part was always before and after the presentation when people are either coming in or they're mingling and eating dessert or whatever. And you can just chat and be like, hey, what are you working on? Like, oh, that's really interesting. And, and, and so I love that about Inbound. Um, this year I got to give a, a two different presentations. Um, and it was just so fun to, uh, to be able to tell people things that are new in real time, but then in real time, see the reactions, right? Like uh, so often I live in a world where I post a video that I'm just watching, like, are they going to like it? Are they going to comment? What are they going to say? But there's no substitute for like in person being like, and now, you know, you can AB test your sequences and everybody like, whoa, yes, I've always wanted that. That's you a know? big deal. That's yeah. Because I, I used to have to make a different sequence, yeah. a different list of people. And then, yeah, that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, and so I, I just love that energy of, of, of people in person. The other one that changed my life, I don't remember when this happened, but there was at some point where I realized that workflows were now able to enroll people into sequences. Ah, uh, yeah, that was and huge, was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like that, yeah. that's amazing. Cause that, that, was the, that was the biggest barrier. Like I would always struggle to be like, sequences, it's like there's the manual part of enrollment, but then everything else is automatic. Yeah, yeah. Flows. There's the triggers, but then everything's automatic. Yeah, so, yeah. Like that to me was a game changer. Yeah. All right. So, one question: HubSpot is, is going to be coming out with a, a reality TV or game show. Um, I'm making <laughs> okay. this up, of course. But let's <laughs> say HubSpot is, is going to come out with a reality TV or a game show, and you have to be the host of it. They're saying you are the host. What would you want this game show or reality show to be with, with HubSpot? I am so happy you asked me this. I just had an idea for a HubSpot game show. Uh, we can we can brainstorm this. We can we Let's can bet it, it together. Yeah. Um, but I I uh, I think uh, it would be really interesting. And this would this would work not just for HubSpot, but I, HubSpot's what I know. So HubSpot's what I would do it for. But I think it would be really interesting if there was like a like a panel show, and there were always uh, three people on the panel. And one is a legitimate, like, certified, uh, notarized, whatever, expert in a particular... Like, let, let's say we're talking about email marketing, right? We have, we have Jay Schwendelson or someone who's, like, built a, a career on teaching people email marketing, right? And then we have someone who is, like, just out of college, has taken some HubSpot Academy courses, is really excited about email marketing, but hasn't actually done it before. And then you have someone who's just, like totally making it up knows nothing about email marketing right and like i think i think you have this panel um and then the the actual game show contestants however many there are can ask whatever question they want to each of these three panelists and they're trying to rightly identify who is the expert who is the newbie and who is the faker um and i just think it'd be really entertaining to watch right like if you know, if I have a uh, you know a list of people who attended a, an in-person event and I want to email market to them, what's the proper cadence for this? You know, the 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 faker is just like, oh yeah, just you know, like send them an email every day until they respond or whatever, right? And like, oh, all right, red flag. I I think something like that would be really fun. Yeah, I think that would be super fun too. I think there could also be a thing where it's like there's a group of of people and you have to find the the one person who's like not a hub spotter <laughs> and like that person's like yeah. a Salesforce person or Marketo. So they know a lot of the lingo. Um, yeah. 
but like there would be a difference. Yeah, as, as, to be. as soon as they say opportunity instead of deal, you're like, ah, yeah, you don't, you don't belong here. You know it. Uh-huh. Um, or they say anything about Ohana or, or <laughs> stuff like that, and it's not related to Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Um, another one I was thinking. So agencies are, are are always competing, and they have what there's called like like you know RFP processes sure. or like sales bake off against each other. So I was thinking of a literal like sales bake off <laughs> where where HubSpot agencies come together on the show and like they don't have any cooking experience but like their job is is to cook or bake and then it's judged by by these judges and whoever makes yeah. the best cake gets the It'd be like the, the, maybe? the Great know. British Bake Off except yeah, they would actually not be that that good but at it's baking for <laughs> people who don't know how to bake. Yeah. So you're always teaching people um, do you ever go into professor mode with your, your kids or your family? <laughs> like, do you ever just go into that? Uh, it's, uh, I, that would actually be a better question for them probably than for me. I don't think I do. You might have different answers. Right. But... Like, I really feel like, um, I, I am a, a well-rounded person who can talk about things other than HubSpot. Nobody sees that on LinkedIn, but I, I mean, there's more to my life than just HubSpot. Um, I'd be very curious to know if uh, if my kids and wife think I just can't talk about anything else. Um, that that would definitely be some some good feedback for me. <laughs> but do you ever go into like professor mode about like a non HubSpot topic? Where oh, someone, like, interesting. Ask just a question and have then to just jump into just educate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that I, that that I probably do. In fact, do. <laughs> One burning question for you, HubSpot power user: Do community forum ideas actually go anywhere? They do, actually. And this, so actually, there are probably two different perspectives on this. I bet if we went on the, the, the you know, ideas.hubspot.com for anyone who's un, unaware is, is a community forum we have. And if you have feedback about something in HubSpot that doesn't work the way you think it should or a feature that's missing, you can put it there and other people can find it and upvote it. Um, I imagine there are probably, I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands posts on there. Like, I don't know exactly how many. And so I'm sure like, it is very easy to feel like, ah, I've posted a hundred things on there and none of them have been built. Uh, but the reality is even, even with HubSpot's really fast uh, production timelines, we can't build all hundred thousand feature requests or whatever they are, right? And sometimes we get ideas and, and we vet them and test them and we find out actually other people want the opposite thing and that puts us in a sticky position. But um, we have this internal meeting at HubSpot that happens roughly monthly. It's called Science Fair. And all the uh, they'll they'll choose a theme, right? Uh, maybe the theme is uh, uh, I I don't know, like uh, admin governance or something. And then uh, all the product teams who have built something relevant to that recently or are about to release something will give a short presentation and demo on those things. And almost all of the features they talk about in Science Fair, are like hey, you know, they'll they'll start out the classic Science Fair track is. Look at this idea on ideas.hubspot.com. It has 572 upvotes. And look at all this other feedback we've been receiving. People are really complaining about this. If only HubSpot had this particular feature. Well, today I'm happy to tell you, then here it is, right? And so we do, right? Uh, just earlier this morning, actually, I did a, a quarterly roundup uh, webinar where we talked about the, the features HubSpot's released in the last uh, three months. And uh, the 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 marketing team who helped me put together that slide looked and of the, I forget the exact numbers, but of like the 22 features we highlighted in the webinar, 17 had originated on the ideas forum. And so a very high percentage 
of the features we release do have their roots in the ideas forum. Whether that converts into a very high percentage of the ideas on the forum turning into products is kind of a different mathematical question. Um, but but please, absolutely, if you have feedback about HubSpot, put it there. Um, and uh, yeah, if it, if it gets upvoted and if it's an area we want to invest in, there's a very good chance that, that it'll get turned into a feature. To quote Taylor Swift, haters are going to hate, hate, hate. Um, <laughs> and there's always going to be some ideas that you just get buried or can't get to right away. Um, but I feel like when you do look at, you Google something and you find a forum, there's usually at least a response from a HubSpot person saying like, this is in the works or it's not in the works. Yeah. One thing I know about you, I read in one of your bios, is that you're an aspiring novelist. Yes. What What would you, maybe you're currently writing one, but what would you write your novel about? So, I mean, I, I, I am an aspiring novelist. I would categorize myself as a frustrated novelist. I have a novel I've written that I feel very good about. Um, it's, it's a time travel novel. Um, and, but it's been rejected by uh, like 150 literary agents at this point. Um, and I always see those blog posts that are like, don't give up. You know, Stephen King was re rejected by like 200 people. But, but it's just like, I don't know, maybe my, maybe my novel's not good. Maybe I should write a new one. Um, I do love time travel. Um, but we I don't... talked about the paradoxes because I'm very, I'm very particular with my time travel sure. movies. When yeah. the logic doesn't make sense. Like, Back to the Future's a great movie, but that time travel logic makes no sense. The parents are <laughs> disappearing. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. So right. Like, uh, let me t like, let's talk about logic and time travel. Sure. What are your rules? Yeah, so actually, um, as I was writing this novel, uh, I, I did a lot of research on paradoxes and, and uh, answers to paradoxes. And my favorite thing, I can't remember off the bat uh, who, what's it, what it's called. Um, but there, uh, there was uh, the grandfather uh, paradox. No, 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 no. Some u university in uh, in California, some researchers put together this response to a lot of paradoxes that come up. And and the example they gave, the metaphor is, if you imagine a, a pool table, billiards, you know, and you have a little wormhole on your your uh, billiards table, so that when you hit a ball into the uh, into the hole, the wormhole, uh, whatever angle, whatever speed it goes in at it immediately comes out at the exact opposite direction, right? So you could have a problem where like, what if it runs into itself, right? What if it hits itself off track? And and this was a paradox that was presented as like, huh, time travel can't work because it's, you know, it's not self-consistent or whatever. But they did some mathematical proof that shows that for every possible angle and speed that a, a, a billiard ball could go into such a wormhole, it could come out at just the right angle to hit itself off track onto the same angle that it comes out. It, like it, it, mathematically, there are an infinite number of possibilities. So I became really uh, kind of fascinated by this idea of what if no matter what you do, you go into the past, you change it, you come back and you find out that actually that's the way the past always was because it was the past, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so that's that's very much what my uh, what my time travel novel is like, right? Like they, they go back in time to stop a bank robbery and they stop the bank robbery by stealing the stuff from the people who stole it and then they come back in time and like oh that's why the bank robbery wasn't that, solved that's the proper time because travel. like they didn't we, change anything it always was yeah 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 they, they're just constantly discovering like oh <laughs> the mm -hmm. reason the past is the way it is is because i went back and meddled with it so yeah um i i love the back to the future movies i think they are great but they are um, great they just they're the flaws absolutely if you think about them too hard they start to uh 
start to fall apart pretty quickly. So what if how would your characters use hubspot like let's say they had to use hubspot <laughs> in some type of way to solve a problem so how would they do it that was that was another idea uh, kind of the 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 thing that made me start writing was i just read this book uh, i don't remember what it's called but um uh, it was it was a book that was essentially interviews with a bunch of female founders of companies um and how they operate and things and i had this idea like what if there was a woman an engineer who discovered time travel and want to start a business with it, right? A time travel agency. Like, how would you start a business? And so that's kind of what this this is seeking to be. Like, a, the world's first entrepreneurial time traveler, right? Um, and so that's that's the story. And so absolutely, uh, Backtrack Inc. is the name of the company. They could uh, they could use HubSpot um, in managing their contacts. How and would stuff. time stamps work though? Oh HubSpot man, that would be tricky. Yeah, yeah, that would that would require. Uh, some uh, a, a smarter developer than me. And the attribution <laughs> would just go crazy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be very tricky. Yeah. Well, Kyle, thank you so so much for your time here. Again, felt like I'm talking to a B two B celebrity. <laughs> um, to wrap up, what would be your advice to somebody who is is just looking to learn HubSpot or just general marketing and sales concepts, but they don't know where to start? Uh, I, absolutely. HubSpot Academy is a great place to go if you go to academy.hubspot.com. It's free to sign up. You don't have to be a current HubSpot user. Um, and we have we have made a lot of progress in the last year or two in in helping you find recommended courses. Like for whatever level you are, there's there's you can take like a little quiz and and say what you're trying to do and and we'll recommend some courses. I think that's a great place to be start uh, to get started. Um, honestly, like as much as I would love to tell the whole world, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, Unless you're pretty deep in HubSpot, I don't know that my LinkedIn content will really be helpful to you at all. It might just be overwhelming. Uh, so I would say go go start at HubSpot Academy if you're new to HubSpot or if you want to learn the basics of, of marketing, sales, customer service, operations kinds of things. Um, take some courses there. And then if you are a HubSpot user, by all means, um, what you know, whether it's uh, LinkedIn, Twitter or X, I guess now. Uh, Wait, Facebook. We don't, we, don't, we don't acknowledge that. <laughs> okay. Twitter. I also, recently, um, I was thinking. So, former employees of X will be XXs. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it, anyway. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Hubs. Uh, what was I say? LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just look for HubSpot tips and tricks. I'm there daily basis, giving you updates. Um, if you're a HubSpot user, I definitely enjoy you joining that conversation yeah i mean i also say a good good place to start with hubspot there's so many courses just find the the most general inbound <laughs> class and course if you're yeah. a marketer um even if you're sales too and just yeah. start with that because that is is it's it's kind of agnostic from hubspot like it is but it isn't so that is a good place to go for the general concepts and then go more deeper and deeper and then eventually the stuff Kyle's posting is not going to only make sense to you, but it's going to make you jump out of your seat. <laughs> That's also follow different HubSpot users on LinkedIn. Um, there's tons of partners too who are always just posting out there. Um, yeah, well, Kyle, thank you so, so much. Um, I will see everybody for another episode of Lee 2 next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>